We're now joined by the Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence. Mr. Vice President, thank you so much, sir. Buck, it's great to be back on the Buck Sexton Show. So, uh, Mr. Vice President, I want to ask, what is your overall assessment of what you've seen? I know we've got the RNC coming up, so the Republicans and certainly the Trump-Pence ticket will get an opportunity to make their case. But what would you want people to take away from what you've seen this week at the DNC? Well, Buck, I'd be honest with you, I haven't watched a whole lot of it. The president and I have been actually doing a fair amount of travel this week. The president, unlike the Democrats... The president was in Wisconsin Monday. Uh, I was in Wisconsin yesterday, and uh, we were carrying the message of uh, all the progress we made in our first three years, all this president's leadership throughout this coronavirus pandemic. But from what I've seen, uh, it does seem to be a convention that has confirmed everything that uh, we've been saying all along, that, uh, that Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, have been overtaken by the radical left, and and we've seen one speech after another that, while when they're not attacking the president, uh, we see people like uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders articulating the kind of left-wing liberal policies that are far out of the mainstream of this country. And uh, I'm just counting the days for when uh, the Republican National Convention starts next week and and we can lay out uh, the contrast. I mean, in in Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, and the radical left, you've got got, uh, a group that wants uh, higher taxes, uh, socialized medicine, open borders, abortion on demand, and wants to cut funding to law enforcement at a time of rising violence in our streets. And President Trump and our entire administration, we've got a record of, uh, of, of less taxes, free market solutions, standing up for life and liberty and standing without apology for law enforcement. So I, I'm excited about next week, but the, the, uh, the overall tone and, and tenor of the Democrat National Convention just has confirmed to us the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the liberal leftward turn uh, of the Democratic Party. And, uh, and I, just, I just know. Uh, that uh, when it comes to November 3rd, we're going to win four more years for President Donald Trump in the White House. Mr. Vice President, that's a perfect transition. I want to ask you about what the promise will be for those four more years. There's been some questions out there of people saying, well, we know and everything that you just brought up, the left uh, runs the Democrat Party now. The Democrat Party has gone in this radical direction. And so friends of mine would say this is a an easy decision from that perspective, but to win over those swing state voters and the undecideds, they're going to want to hear what the vision is for the next four years. Now, I know you've got a few days to do that, but what would be the, the precis, the elevator pitch version for Trump Pence for the next four years? I think it's promises made, promises kept, but we're just getting started, but is that short enough for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you know, so we're going to see what? The, are we going to have the completion of the wall? Are we going to have more tax cuts? Are we going to have... Yeah, look, we've got, we've got about 300 miles of wall already built, and we've got Mexico doing more to secure our southern border and theirs than ever before. Uh, this economy is going to come roaring back under this president. We've all, already advanced a payroll tax cut for the American people and to build on the historic tax cuts and tax relief this president advanced. I mean, think about this for a second, and, and, and all of your listeners should reflect on this. In the middle of a global pandemic, where over the last three months we actually are seeing 
the American economy coming back. Nine million jobs added back to the economy in three months alone. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to raise taxes by $4 trillion. They want to pass a $2 trillion version of the Green New Deal. They want to, they want to bury this economy under regulation with the goal of abolishing fossil fuel, driving up the cost of energy. I mean, in President Donald Trump, we're not just going to bring this economy all the way back. We're going to bring it all the way back and then some. The president and I are absolutely convinced as we continue our steady policy of less taxes, less regulation, uh, more American energy, and more trade deals that put American jobs and American workers first. We're going to take this economy to all new heights. We'll focus. We're going to continue to fo- till we have a vaccine. We're going to focus uh, on every resource uh, to to put this coronavirus in the past. But the American people are opening up again. We're opening up our economy again. We're opening up our schools again. And I think they know come November 3rd that uh, the president who has the vision, the policy and the agenda to bring us all the way back and reach all new heights is President Donald Trump. We're speaking to Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence. And Mr. Vice President, on the covid response issue, you've been uh, running that coordination task for or coordinating that task force, uh, trying to make sure that we have the most robust policies in place to to limit uh, the the horrific toll of this disease. Weeks ago, there was a clear panic that was being driven in the media, suggesting that we were entering the worst phase. It seems to have quieted down a bit now, and I'm looking at the numbers state by state, and there is some cause for optimism here. Can you just speak to that? What are, what are you seeing right now? How are we doing nationwide as of you know late August in this fight against COVID? Well, Buck, it is, uh, it is encouraging to see that the latest outbreak across the Sun Belt is beginning to recede and in many states is beginning to decline dramatically. Now, we, we, don't, we don't in any way diminish the loss of more than 170,000 Americans. Our, our prayers are with any family within the sound of my voice uh, who's lost a loved one. But I'm, I'm absolutely convinced uh, that because the American people have been putting the health of their neighbors first, we're, um, we're each and every day, one day closer to putting this coronavirus uh, in the past. But make no mistake about it, on, on this issue, and we've heard, we've heard a lot about it, Buck, haven't we, at the Democratic National Convention. The thing that they don't mention to you is that, um, that even before there was a single case of coronavirus community spread in this country, President Donald Trump took the unprecedented step to shut down all travel from China, the second largest economy in the world. He stood up the White House Coronavirus Task Force. Before the end of the first week of February, we already began the research to develop a vaccine. And we we all believe that we'll likely have a coronavirus vaccine for the American people before the end of this year. The president reinvented testing from a standing start in February uh, where we'd done less than 10,000 tests. We now have done more than 70 million tests, 800,000 tests a day. And when it comes to supplies, I just had a White House task force meeting today, Buck. We have no outstanding requests from any state anywhere in the country for PPE, ventilators, or any of the critical supplies that our wonderful doctors and nurses need. We've, we've seen to the delivery of hundreds of millions of masks and gloves and 
gowns and all of those things to make sure that people across this country have the health care and our health care workers have the support that they need. It's not just been a whole of government response. It's been a whole of America response. Um, and I, I just couldn't be more proud uh, of the leadership that President Trump has brought to this. Again, we, we, we mourn with those who mourn and grieve with those who grieve. And But I'm absolutely convinced, had the president not taken the strong steps he took early on uh, to shut down all travel from China, a step that was criticized by Joe Biden, Joe Biden called it xenophobic, which is a fancy word for racism. He said the president was wrong to shut down all travel to China. And Nancy Pelosi, of course, was in Chinatown in San Francisco at the end of February telling people that they should be out on the streets and celebrating. At that point, we were already beginning to develop a vaccine. We were already well into the work of, of shutting down travel from other countries, standing up our national response. But I, I must tell you that um, I really believe the strong, decisive leadership of President Donald Trump saved lives and gave us the time and the opportunity to stand up an unprecedented national response. And so uh, uh, we'll, we'll take that case to the American people in part next week, but all the way through to November 3rd. And I think when they look at the record of the first three years, an economy that created more than 7 million jobs, 200 conservatives to our federal courts, we rebuilt our military. And then you combine that with the strong leadership President Trump provided throughout this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, I, I know the American people know leadership when they see it, and they're going to vote for four more years for President Donald Trump. Mr. Vice President, the lockdowns continue in some places. I'm here in New York City, and we are now being told that there is no no definitive end in sight for our lockdown for at least indoor dining and for some, some other aspects of daily life that have been taken from us now for many, many months continuously. Are, are you concerned that there is a replacement of science with politics here to perpetuate these lockdowns up until the election as a means of depressing and upsetting the American people and then just hoping that there'll be a change vote? You know, I never try and speculate on, on motivations. I've worked with governors in both political parties uh, over the last seven months. And uh, I, I must tell you that, um, you know, our hearts go out to the people of New York. Literally one in five fatalities in this country were in the state of New York. And frankly, that was a result in part of decisions that the governor made and the mayor of New York City made. Um, they, were, they were slow to respond, slow to act. But it is encouraging to see in places all across the country that we are opening up again. I mean, it's, it's amazing. We've literally seen more jobs added back to this economy in three months than Barack Obama and Joe Biden saw added to the economy in eight years. Now, we have a ways to go because at the top of the pandemic, we'd lost 22 million American jobs. But we're going to continue to work with states, give them the very best information that we can, uh, New York has been low and steady for some time. We'll continue to give them the very best counsel, uh, but we'll also continue to drive forward to open up our economy. And, and opening up our schools, Buck, is a really big part of opening this economy up. You know, my wife's a school teacher. Uh, she'll be going back to school on, on uh, next Wednesday. She teaches art at an elementary school in the Washington area. And uh, we just also recognize for the sake of our kids, for the sake of working families, we've got to open up our schools again, too. And we'll keep driving for that in every state, including 
including yours. And Mr. Vice President, before we let you get back to uh, that campaign and hopefully getting those four more years, just want to ask you to weigh in on the law and order issue. Operation Legend has racked up a number of of arrests, uh, important arrests of, of violent criminals in the last week. Uh, there is a continuing divide between the Republican and Democrat rep- uh, approach on this issue that seems to have been really clarified in the last few months when it comes to who supports police and who supports this anti-cop, almost anarchy. What is the administration doing right now, and, and what do you want people to know about the choice they face on the issue of law and order? Look, it's such an important issue, and I must tell you that I am uh, I'm shocked that no speaker at the Democrat National Convention has spoken about the violence in our streets, in our major cities. I mean, it, re- it really is remarkable when you see Portland, Seattle, Chicago, New York City, uh, literally at times in flames uh, with, uh, you know, with violent uprisings, with violence against, uh, against citizens, against law enforcement officers, and not a word uh, other than vague references to peaceful protests has, has been uttered, to my knowledge, by, by any of the major speakers at the Democratic National Convention. And look, what, what President Trump and I are determined to do is to stand by the men and women of law enforcement at every level, to make sure that they have the resources uh, to, to, uh, to bring safety to our streets, but also to improve public safety. We're committed to that. You know, in, in the wake of the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, the president signed an executive order, and he said, look, we're, we're going we're gonna to provide new resources for law enforcement. We're not going to defund the police, not now, not ever. We're gonna, rather, we're going to fund them for more resources, more training to improve public safety. And at the same time, we're also going to look for ways to continue to improve the lives of our African-American neighbors in our cities, in all of our minority communities and all of our families that live in, in urban centers around the country. I mean, this president in our first three years had the lowest unemployment ever recorded for African-Americans, the highest uh, investment in history in historically black colleges and universities. Senator Tim Scott uh, authored a bill the president signed to create 8,000 opportunity zones that have generated billions of investments creating jobs in our inner city for our minority communities. I mean, the, the choice the Democrats would would offer with Joe Biden and others seem to suggest we got to make a choice between supporting law enforcement and supporting our African-American community or their, uh, our other minorities. The, the truth is we have done both, we'll continue to do both, and I believe uh, as this president stands with law enforcement, and stands for for public safety and law and order for every American, regardless of race or creed or color, uh, that we're going to win four more years for President Donald Trump in the White House. Mr. Vice President, thank you so much for your time, sir. Good luck to you, and we appreciate all you do. Thanks, Buck. Great to be back on the Buck Sexton Show. 